Welcome fall. Welcome all. <laughs> to this podcast. Oh my gosh. I know, wasn't that so nice? This is the Green Student Ministries Middle School Podcast of the Chapel in Green. We are committed to our students being known, knowing Jesus, and becoming kingdom workers. We hope this podcast serves to encourage, challenge, and to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. This is Green Student Ministries. Hey everyone, welcome to the GSM Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Betsy. And it's fall. Welcome. Welcome. I mean, not yet. It's almost fall. It's fall. Okay, fine. Stop. That's it's fine. fall. Anyways, it is fall. We are kicking off um, a lot of our normal fall things, which is really exciting. And that means small groups for middle school. So yep. that's happening. Small group signups are open right now. And they will be open through September 27th. Yeah. So that's like a week and a half, really, from when we're recording this. And yeah. About the same amount of time. Sign up, sign up, sign up. Where can they find the link? Uh, you can go online. You can go on our Instagram, which is at Green Student Ministry. Uh, I believe that you can find it on Facebook as well. So we've got it kind of all over the place. We're also sharing it to remind. And so if you are a parent or a student and you don't get our remind texts, that is also a great way uh, to just get info really fast. So I believe we just sent out the link this morning. Today's Wednesday. We're recording, by the way. So if you're listening to this and it's like Thursday or Friday, it did not go off this morning. In fact, it was on Wednesday. But it's today in this time. It's like we're time traveling. You just broke the fourth wall. That's right. That's right. (laughs) We did not, in fact, record this as you're listening to this. Yes, we did. It's always live for everyone everyone who listens. Oh, no. It's always live. If it was live every time, that would be horrendous. (laughs) It would be really bad. Yeah, I feel like (laughs) we we can't edit. No. So... Especially when I just like randomly scream. Don't do it again. Okay. You were getting ready to. Thank you. Edit, you've already <laughs> edited out like seven of them. So thank you. Thanks, Betsy. Don't do it again. What else is starting in the fall? Um, well, other than pumpkin spice lattes, uh, I would say that we've got um, After Hours for High School kicked off, uh, The was that two weeks ago now? And yeah. high school small groups as well. So high school and middle school small groups. High school groups are already like running. Yeah. They're off and running. They're off and running. They're af- they're getting after it. Um, and middle school, we were waiting a little bit longer because we are doing them here on Wednesday nights in the building. So that's happening. Um, and really, we're just kind of we're going to be following along uh, with Mike and kind of main service with First Peter. And so men's groups, women's groups, students like home ABFs. It, all of like all the groups, we're pretty much everybody from middle school up is going to be walking through First Peter with yeah. Mike um, and just kind of touching on a couple different things. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be really good. This last weekend was really, really good. It was cool because we got to look at Peter's life at the end of John, right? So mm-hmm. we walked through the end of John with Mike before Colin was speaking the last two weeks on Perry. Um, and just, I feel like even just getting to see his, like, like Peter restored um, when he's asked, like, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And he's like, yes, I do. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep. Like, and he calls, he's like, hey, like, go and do the work that I've set out before you. And so we talked about that. And the cool thing is that now we're reading Peter's letter, his first letter, to the church. And so to be able to have a little bit more in-depth information on, like, who Peter was as a person... I, I feel like we just don't get that from a lot of a lot of the other books or things that we have. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like we get to see Peter interact so much with Jesus. Like, I mean, we know Paul. 
mm-hmm. pretty pretty well. But at the same time, everything that he's doing is like after Christ's ascension. Like his, yeah. his story comes into play in Acts. And we get to see Peter like walking, talking, interacting with Jesus. And not only just interacting, but like doing well, like saying the right things, but also saying the wrong things and like failing in multiple areas. Yeah. We get to see him be like a normal, relatable human. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times when we read, like, especially a letter in the New Testament, we don't think about, like, the person mm-hmm. who, like, wrote it. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, they're a perfect Christian because they're writing a book of the Bible. Yeah. But it's really cool when you get to, like, sort of know the backstory behind Peter. And you can almost, like, be proud of him. Like, when you're reading it, you're like, yeah. Great job, Peter. Yeah, you're doing great. Like, he's like, like your little brother. So like, yeah. He's just like, yeah, you. I'm so proud of you. You, you did it. <laughs> Well, like, I any mean, way to make it more, like, human and relatable, yeah. I think, is always helpful. I mean, it's the Holy Spirit who carries along the authors of Scripture, like, and speaks through them. But at the same time, like, it, yeah, it's just a cool thing to see, okay, like, yeah, God can use somebody like Peter. And so I think that it helps us to look at ourselves and say, okay, God can use somebody like me. Like, yeah, just a totally normal, normal person. And it's all of it is just... The thing that Peter had was the Holy Spirit, and I have that, and you have that, and if we follow, like, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have that. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. Even even I've been starting to read through Acts too, and I'm excited. I'm not there yet. I'm only in like chapter two, but um, just knowing the book of Acts and knowing how Peter kind of rises to the top, especially towards the beginning, with like being bold and proclaiming the gospel and proclaiming kind of the good news of Jesus, like, really, for, like, the first time after his resurrection, like, in a really big way, like, to, mm-hmm. a, to a crowd of people, kind of, like, it's almost like the first sermon, like, the first message, which is very interesting. Like, he, he, he basically explains how the Old Testament points, in fact, to Jesus as the Messiah to all of these people, and then and thousands of them believe. Like, at once. It'd be crazy. So. It would be crazy. Yeah. So, because even I was in chapter one of Acts the other day, and, and it's like, to start off, there's only, there was 120 of them that were kind of, like, meeting together, mm-hmm. like, after Jesus returns to heaven. Like, and so from 120 to, like, a couple thousand, fairly quickly. Yeah, pretty quickly. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like that's crazy. I just think it's an interesting, like, to see how how quickly the church spread, kind of like wildfire. Yeah. It would be cool to, like, see that and, like, be a part of the celebration. Because I feel like at these, like, student conferences, there's mm-hmm. always, like, that, like, time where you can, like, proclaim, like, accept Jesus, you know? Yeah. Like, but, like, yeah, imagine. presentation. Yeah. Like, but, like, imagine, like, a thousand people. At once. At once. Like, legitimately. When, like, it's, like, kind of a new thing. Not, like, a new thing, but, like, people haven't been, like, sharing the gospel, really. No. There were not a lot of Jews that had heard. (laughs) Like, it was, yeah. So, it's just really, really cool. And then to see, kind of, the effects and the way that the Holy Spirit worked and moved in Acts, like, in the church, in just, like, small, small groups of people like, that just continued to go out and basically just be obedient to the Spirit, like, in performing works of the Spirit and using their giftedness, like, and just 
teaching others about who Jesus was, like that he is the one that we were waiting for, like he's the Messiah. And people are like, okay, I'm in. And their life was changed. And so, and literally the whole continent was changed to the point where like it, it then later affected the Roman Empire and all these other things. Like it was nuts. Just how, just this small group of guys, like essentially it was Jesus and the 12 dudes. <laughs> like his, it was just boys. Like just going around and doing stuff and uh, obeying and following Jesus. And then he leaves and then stuff starts getting crazy. Holy Spirit comes, the numbers multiply and Christianity as we know it like takes off from yeah. basically nothing. So, yeah. I don't know. Church history, church history. Sorry, my words are mumbled. But it wasn't just like the 12 dudes. There was a lot of people. Well, yeah, there were people that it. there were people that were followed. There were the 12 apostles, right? And, mm-hmm. But then there were still others that were witnesses. Like it's it Throughout says all, like cuz they like followed Jesus, Jesus appeared to more than just like the 12. There's really I'm pretty sure I think it's I don't remember which gospel it is, but it's seven. It's like it specifically mentions there were seventy-two people that were present, like at the space that Jesus returned to. But then he continued for forty days to go around and teach. So there were people that were like, "Wasn't this guy dead?" Like, <laughs> I, like I, I could have sworn. I could have sworn that we had. It like was a, a big deal. It was a really big thing that happened. <laughs> Wasn't that like, like about a month ago? Like, yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't that be so trippy? Like, put yourself in somebody's shoes. Like, you were there. You watched a man die. Or even think about, like, Nicodemus, like, carrying the body yes. into the tomb and then, like... Because we don't really know... Because that's kind of the last time... Yeah, we don't hear any more of Nicodemus' Nicodemus. story either. Which I, like... Oh, I wish that there was more. Yeah, but that's fine. It's neither here nor there. I like to think that he talked to Nicodemus after. But, I mean... I mean maybe. Who knows? He probably would have been hanging around... I'm pretty positive that if I would have put a dead body in the ground and then like a couple days later, it like came and was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I mean, honestly. Life would look a lot different then. You're like, oh, I yeah. don't really. <laughs> so so in, in terms of like, I don't know, biblical evidence and like reasons for faith and things like that, on that kind of topic, I think that for me, this what we're talking about right now is probably one of the biggest reasons for me personally to believe in the resurrection, like to believe in Jesus is the wit is the apostles testimony, like, and their witness to what they saw, because it's like, for some reason, these guys like they who follow Jesus, Jesus gets crucified and they kind of go into hiding. Like they kind of just disperse and are sad for a couple days. Right. But then for some reason they all come out of nowhere together saying that they've seen Jesus and now are proclaiming this this good news and are willing to die for it. Like, you would think that a few of them, while being tortured and murdered, like, for saying that Jesus is alive, would be like, okay, 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 stop, stop, stop. Like, we made it all up. Like, this wasn't, this is not real. Like, don't you... Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like there's no, there's no explainable reason for me as to why all of these men would flip their story suddenly and say, well, he was dead and now he's alive, but like we just made it up for fun. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And there's like, it wasn't just like one instance. I think that's probably more 
Where I feel like it's more impactful is like there was multiple people who weren't together mm-hmm. that had the same experience. Yeah. So like multiple people, multiple different groups of people separately met Jesus, yeah, the resurrected after. Jesus afterwards. Yeah. And I would say to me that carries a lot more weight than like a group of people all getting together and be like, we saw this. Yeah. Because, you know. I mean, how about that. Paul? Who yeah. saw the resurrected Jesus, like after he ascended to heaven. Yeah. It's like Paul's on the road to Damascus and Jesus shows up in a blinding light and he's like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we, talk, we talked about that at Mix too. Like, but just out of nowhere, this guy who's killing killing Christians for saying all the stuff that he believes is untrue all of a sudden he flips the switch as well. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I was wrong. Like, Jesus is real. He's alive. I talked to him. Well, he kind of more talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really say a whole lot. It's <laughs> more blinded than anything. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just it's just all interesting to me. So we, we got on that whole rabbit trail talking about Peter and just his witness for Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So the the kind of main main theme that Mike was Mike was talking through and running along on Sunday was just how Peter was shaped and molded. He is the rock, like, right, his name means rock, but he's not, Mike had three different uses of, of rock, which was, like, Petra, which was, like, the big rock, like, you think of, like, the Grand Canyon or, like, a mountain. Um, was it Pet- Petros, I believe, yeah. which is Peter, um, and then Petra, which is different. I get the last two confused. Yeah, they're all remember? kind of confused. I don't remember. I just know that Petra is the big rock, and that's the one that, like, when we think about building our life on Jesus, like, he is the Petra, like, the mm-hmm. Grand Canyon rock. Like, yeah. Foundational rock. And then Peter was, I think it was Petros, I believe. Yeah. It was, like, his name. I know we sort of talked about it in the beginning, but, like, what, for those who weren't, didn't go on Sunday, what was the point of, like, the physical illustration Oh, yeah. Oh, Mike having the rock out there? Yeah. So, yeah. So he brought the big rock out and just kind of an illustration with Peter and how a rock is shaped and formed and kind of chiseled. And so he brought up these three moments in Peter's life where he either said something that was really great or turned around. Like when he he tells Jesus, like, no, you're not going to you're not going to die. Like, I'm not going to let it happen. I will fight for you, Jesus. And you're not this is not going to happen. Well, it's like. Jesus knows that that's the plan. Like, that's the only way that he can save literally everyone is by dying. And he's like, get behind me, Satan. And Peter, who thinks he kind of knows everything at this point, like, he kind of gets served a little slice of humble pie. And so Mike took the chisel, and he he chiseled off some of the rock, kind of implying and showing, hey, this is the moment. This is like a, a, a shaping moment for Peter. And then how we have those moments as well in our lives of how we have these kind of rough edges and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are constantly working on our hearts to shape us into the image of Christ. It's like as mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus, so that word comes up again. We've talked about it before the last couple episodes. Sanctification. We've mentioned it before. Big word. Big word. Moneymaker word. A moneymaker word. That's right. Ten points to Gryffindor. Um, there was... A quote that Mike said that I really liked, he was, it was all about this chiseling and like shaping. And he said like a rock has to be chiseled and shaped before it can be polished. Mm. And I just thought that was like a really cool representation of how 
we have to be sanctified, shaped, like chiseled away some of the rough edges, the sin in our life to grow deeper to relationship with Christ in order to be polished, to be made new, to be made holy. Yeah. He also used the the word a diamond in the rough, like talking about how oh, yeah. when you find a diamond. So it's a it's a phrase used, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, it, it literally just looks kind of like a rock, like a shiny rock. It's very interesting actually. Do you see this? We're looking at a picture right now, but you're listening, so you can't see it. Rock. But if you have a phone, you can look up diamond in the rough. It looks on Google. like a rock. Yeah, it does. And also when he said a diamond in the rough, all I could think of was Aladdin. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I that's all I thought of was Aladdin. A diamond in the rough. That's all I can think of. <laughs> I'm sorry. So anyways, moving on from Aladdin. He was, Mike was talking about how when uh, like a diamond cutter or somebody who is kind of, what do you call a person who works on diamonds? A, a master, master cutter? A master. I don't know. Ask Joseph A diamond bank. smith. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Anyways, so somebody who works with these diamonds or whatever, you get this kind of, it's just like an old, cloudy, gross-looking rock. Like, you could tell, like, okay, maybe there's some value to this, but it's not really anything special. But then you cut it into, like, a like a princess-cut diamond or something, like, that goes in a ring or on a necklace or whatever, and people are like, I'll pay you lots of money for that. And they, they see the value in it because mm-hmm. it's been cut. But it, it takes somebody honestly very special i think to look at something that is ugly or like just not already pretty in that way and to say there is value in this and i'm going to work to make this what it's supposed to be yeah so it's a little it's a little different than what like jesus doesn't see us and is like oh like somebody just needs to kind of clean that up a little bit yeah they're they're they've already got a lot of really good things going for them like no we're dead he makes us alive and then he continues to shape us yeah, so it was just really cool. I loved, I mean, Mike was literally chiseling a rock on stage, which was just like, I don't know. I thought it was really awesome. It was it loud. Was cool. I actually, I stole a piece of rock that fell off of like the big one, and I've got it in my office right now. And I think, I don't know, I want to do something with it, just as like a reminder, maybe put a verse yeah. underneath of it, of just how God is continually shaping. And so it was a good reminder for me mm. of just even like over the last couple of months, like, I feel like Jesus has been shaping me and how the Holy Spirit has been working on my heart kind of consistently. And yeah. How I, can we apply that to our lives? Yeah, no. So I think that I think that kind of the main takeaway would be the question of like what what honestly, what is Jesus or yeah, what is the Holy Spirit trying to like chisel away at you right now? Like what's what's a rough edge that you have? in your own life that maybe the Holy Spirit's trying to work on to either chisel away or just, or shape it a little bit more, whether it's maybe like a gift that you have, or maybe it's like a sin in your life that he just, you just continually will not get rid of. And he just is trying to hammer away at that thing. And it's just like, I mean, you're hanging on to it, but if you would let him chisel it away and, and get rid of it, like you're going to look more like Jesus and your life is going to be better. Like it's going to be different. So I, I think that's the application is, is maybe just thinking through what are, what are the rough edges? Because we always are going to have some. Yeah. Like we always have those. I think edges. it's like great to do like self-reflection on like right where you are right now 
or even like remember through like this year of where you've been chiseled and like mm-hmm. sort of remind yourself of the lessons you've learned because that's also a huge theme in the Bible is to remember. Yeah. So I think, yeah. There's, an, illu- there's an illustration that um, that C.S. Lewis uses in uh, the screw tape letters, I believe. And it's where this this guy has like this kind of like lizard-like thing on his shoulder. And, and it's just like the... Basically, it's it's sin, like it's it's almost parasitic, kind of a thing. But the person that comes to this guy with this thing on his shoulder is like, "I need you to let me like kill this thing, like basically almost like to get it get it off of you." And the guy's like, "No, like it it'll hurt, like it's gonna hurt if you get rid of this thing that I have, and it's habitual sin, like it's gonna hurt if you get rid of it. I don't, and I don't know if I'll survive it if you get rid of, like if you take it away from me." And he's like, no, like, let me, he's basically says, he's like, let, let me kill it. Like, let me get rid of it for you. And it's kind of a, a picture of this shaping process where he, he then takes that thing. It does hurt when he, as he's getting rid of it, because a lot of the times we have these things in our life that we hang on to that are not good for us, but we're so used to them that like, we're afraid to let go of it because we don't know what it's going to be like maybe to confess or to be honest about this thing that we're struggling with. And and Jesus knows that if he can take that and get rid of it, he can not just free us from it, but especially if it's a sin that is, it's something that has twisted something that's good into something that is, is bad. Like, he can take it and he can make it for his good. Like, and he removes those things, he chisels those things off of us, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt. Like, even the process of, like, Mike with the hammer up there on Sunday morning. Like, the idea of being chiseled is not, like, a nice, gentle thing sometimes. Like, sometimes I feel like God reveals stuff to us that we're holding on to or that we're just not, we're not living in a way that we're bearing fruit. Like, when we think of love, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, like, all the fruits of the, the fruit of the Spirit. And we think about that, and if we're not giving that off, like if that's not a part of our life, then I think the Holy Spirit's like, all right, let's work on let's work on some stuff here. And I think he continues to chisel us. So I don't know. It's just interesting. But that's what that made me think of. I got to speak at uh, Chapel Hill Christian School on last Friday. And it was funny because I basically had – something that was very similar in terms of illustration. I took Leland's backpack, his like little kid backpack, and I filled it with these gigantic rocks <laughs> that were in our yard. <laughs> yeah. So I like emptied it out in the garage. I had all like his like Sunday stuff, like his like pipe cleaners and like crayons and stuff. I just like dumped that out on the floor. <laughs> just like filling it with rocks in the early morning hours on my way to work <laughs> for this illustration. But we got, I got there and um, talked about Hebrews 12, uh, one through two of just like throw off every weight that hinders like as you're chasing Christ as you're following him and so we talked about how like these rocks that we carry are these things in our life this is a different rock illustration <laughs> looking like I'm a crazy person <laughs> just so, really into rocks I, I really just yeah. really love rocks where we just mm-hmm. talked about it and what are what are those things in your life that are like weighing you down the the sin or those things that need to need to come out of the backpack as you're chasing Jesus that are hindering you from running kind of like full force after Christ. 
And so, I don't know. I think those are things to think through, especially post-quarantine and just kind of in the season that we're at right now, which is fall. Um, fall, <laughs> y'all. Almost fall. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to think through that and just figuring out, man, God, where are you? Where are you trying to shape me? And like, to be honest, when you ask him that question, because a lot of the times when we ask Jesus to shape us or to continue to point out the things in our life that are drawing us away from him, he's going to maybe reveal some stuff to us that is going to be a little uncomfortable. Have you found that to be true at all? I think most of the time they're uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't think... Why like, do you think that is? Because uh, that's part of revealing things in you. Yeah. Of like the chiseling process. I mean, I think if you're exposed, that's uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we just like to be comfortable and like do our own thing, live our own life. But when we're like chasing after Jesus and Jesus is constantly working in our life, he's not really calling us to be comfortable ever. Yeah. He's, he's like always wanting us to move forward, to change, to grow, and all that adds a little bit of discomfort because you're looking inward and like things are being revealed that maybe you've been clinging to that have been easy to cling to. This is all we have for you guys today. Yeah, just for this time. So uh, if you're middle schooler, sign up for small groups. And uh, if you're a high schooler and you're listening to this, thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully you're already in a small group. And if you're an adult or a parent or somebody who is not also connected to a group, we have groups for you as well. One of the biggest things that you can do is be involved um, in a smaller group of people here, especially at such a big church. So I would say that that's huge. Just for accountability, for care, um, to find friends, just good. So be in a group and we that way you can be uh, part of a body who cares for you and loves you and yeah, has your back. So we love you guys and hopefully continue to listen. Thanks for listening this week. We'll see you guys next time. See you. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to the Green Student Ministries Middle School Podcast of the Chapel in Green. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact us at gsm.thechapel.life or follow us on Instagram at Green Student Ministries. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.